Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Wednesday the 9th of October coming up. £100 million development for Tunbridge Wells scrapped. It was a huge potential albatross or vampire on the uh, on the neck of uh, the finances of the Tunbridge Wells for decades to come. Funding for new police recruits in Kent. I've absolutely seen the 147 equivalents that will be um, added to numbers here in Kent. And Jills are out of the EFL trophy. Ipswich's uh, fringe players were slightly better than ours on the night and, and, and they should be they should be obviously they've got a, a lot stronger squad Kent Online News well first today it's all about plans to build a new theatre council offices and car park in Tunbridge Wells that have been scrapped protesters gathered outside a meeting in the town last night claiming the Calverley Square development would cost too much money and impact on Calverley Gardens and nearby homes Council leader Anna McDermott says it's a real shame. Well, it was very disappointing. Uh, after five years' hard work by a lot of very good councillors in the past who've uh, either lost their seats or have retired, um, we got to this stage where, unfortunately, uh, the opposition parties and some Conservatives decided they didn't want the theatre to proceed. Uh, I'm personally disappointed. I think it would have been a fantastic thing for the whole town uh, and for the and for the borough, but unfortunately we uh, are not in a position now to continue. In terms of the uh, number, there were a number of Conservatives who also decided to either abstain or vote against it. Were you particularly disappointed about that? I was aware of a number of people uh, in, who were going to vote against or abstain in the Conservative group uh, because of the situation in 19 in 20 sorry 2017 uh, at Christmas where we had a vote of 30 for, uh, for the theatre and 18 against and at the time there were only seven opposition party uh, grouped against us so uh, there was 11 conservatives then who voted against it at that stage so I did know there were people voting against it uh, and it's been very hard work over uh, after the last elections when we lost so many of our members. A lot of people want to know what's going to happen next as a result, uh, towards the end of the meeting, there was a new, uh, somebody had described it, I think it was Sean Holden, as an ad hoc motion was put forward. Uh, perhaps you can explain to people what's going to happen next, who would be very interested to know in Tunbridge Wells. Uh, well, the motion was to uh, agree with other parties and talk to other parties even more closely than we have up until now, and to have a, uh independent chairman of a meeting of the group to carry it forward to find out further develops, further developments for the town. We have to go further. We have to, we have to come up with some other development now. The theatre obviously is not going to continue where it was going to be. Um, there's a bit of discontent now about the fact that whether they voted out any theatre at all at one time, but uh, it, I don't think that would be the case. Whilst you personally said you were disappointed, there'll be a lot of residents who've clearly left that meeting who are quite happy, and I've spoken to a couple of them, and they feel like you know it's a great victory for them, and 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 they feel like the council hasn't really been listening to them. What what would your response be to what they have to say? Well, I'm sure they're delighted. It's probably Christmas come early for them, I should think. Um, yes, it's been a, 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 a fight all the way along. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of Every, everything we've done to try and prove our case, including the CPO, including uh, judicial review, have all been go- gone our way. Everything has gone our way. Unfortunately, in a lot of cases, uh, the, uh, the uh, opposition parties have, um, I wouldn't say lied, but they have not been terribly forthcoming with what 
the true facts. They've uh, they they went to the CPO and the, uh, the, the 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 judge there threw them out. The inspector there threw them out to say that there was we were completely correct. So uh, our facts were right, but unfortunately. Um, the people in Tommy's Wells didn't really believe it. The plans had initially been thrown into doubt back in the summer. Tom Guy lives in Tunbridge Wells and says it's the right decision. I'm delighted with the result. And why is that? Uh, we've been living in Tunbridge Wells since 1986 and I've always understood that our nice town was built around, not on, the seven parks that we've all come to love. And the idea of building on a park, beautiful park like Calverley, when we've got eyesores like this in the centre of the town, they tell us that the town hall, assembly hall and the, the, the police uh, offices are not fit for purpose. I know they may belong to different people, but that's not an excuse for building on a beautiful park. And councillor Sean Holden has been opposing the plans for some time. I think it's the right result, and I think that the key thing, and I said in, in, in the meeting, the numbers that count more than anything are the numbers of people who voted in the May elections and said we do not want this development. It was quite a clear message, and I'm glad that the council has accepted that and acted accordingly. As for the Conservatives, I mean, we suffered very badly in the election in May, uh, and I note this evening, I think it was a minority of Conservatives who were voting for this uh, as well. So it's the right result. It was a huge potential albatross or vampire on the, uh, on the neck of uh, the finances of the Tunbridge Wells for decades to come. This town, I think, doesn't necessarily look like it can afford a, a theatre. We have to subsidise massively the one that we've already got. Uh, and now we're going to look at what else might be done. Yeah. And were you surprised that a number of colleagues on the Conservative side took your side as well? Uh, of course, you would expect the opposition members to have voted against this, but was that a shock to you? No, I knew that uh, quite a number of them. In fact, more did than I thought would, but I knew that they would do that because they've been unhappy about this all the time. It's a commercial, it's a speculative commercial venture. In my view, that is not the uh, business of a local authority, of a council. Yes, in, engage in buying stuff to rent out and so on and so forth. But to speculate on markets and the economy in the way that this did, I think is wrong. It puts at risk a great deal of taxpayers' money. It was going to draw out and borrowing huge amounts of money, which would mean that our ability to borrow for other things which might arise, and I raised the point of the uh, Cranbrook um, community centre that we've been trying for 10 years to get f a miserable £4 million out of the council for that. Suddenly they can produce an extra 18, an extra 18 million on this project, which seems to be beginning. These things can run out of control. This looks like it's beginning to canter away with the, with the cost. It's gone up by, we were told, suddenly by 20%, by £18 million. And I'm, I'm glad that it's been put away. Absolutely. And there was one bono contention you had towards the end when there was what you described as an ad hoc motion that was put forward, uh, which was seemingly giving more powers to the cross-party group, or at least ensuring that, that they have more of a say in what happens next. You weren't particularly happy with that? No. The, this is a Conservative council. We are in the majority. It's not a hung council. And this 
cross-party group, which is chaired by somebody who's not elected, who is an independent, unelected member, uh, and, uh, and as far as I understand it, has a majority of opposition councillors. That's the kind of thing of coalitions in hung councils. We're not that. I believe the Conservatives should be taking hold of this and the assessment of where the town of Tunbridge Wells goes next and then presenting that to the council. Uh, that's what we're elected for. We're still the majority by some way, and that's what we should be doing. Kent Online reports. A travel firm says it's buying the 13 Thomas Cook stores in Kent following the collapse of the company last month. Hayes Travel is taking on more than 500 branches across the country and will employ a large number of former Thomas Cook employees. It's the country's largest independent travel agent. A 22-year-old man's been arrested following a crash which closed the M2 for more than eight hours. Kent Online's been told a man in his 20s died when a car collided with a lorry on the coastbound carriageway near the Medway services yesterday lunchtime. The man in custody is being held on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. A man's been taken to hospital with neck wounds after being attacked with a glass bottle in Dartford Town Centre. It happened on Suffolk Road in the early hours of Sunday. Detectives have released CCTV images of people they're keen to speak to. The Home Secretary has been in Kent as it's confirmed money's being made available for almost 150 new police officers in the county. It's part of government plans to hire 20,000 across England and Wales over the next three years. Pretty Patel says they'll make a real difference. This is all part of the people's priorities. This is a new government and we are recruiting 20,000 new police officers so that we can increase police presence on the street. And today here in Kent, I've absolutely seen the 147 equivalents that will be um, added to numbers here in Kent that will be out there, territorial police officers, bobbies on the beat, making our community safer and importantly making a difference to policing and crime across our communities. Police Commissioner Matthew Scott says the county was already on target to have 450 more officers by March next year. The extra ones will be recruited over the next 18 months. Kent Online reports. A man's been sprayed in the face with an unknown liquid before having his car stolen in Ryash. He'd got out of the vehicle to get help following a collision when it happened on Woodgate Road on Sunday night. The Mercedes was later found on fire in a field in Stansted. So far, no one's been arrested. Prayers are going to be said at a church in Kent exactly a year after a mum of five went missing. Sarah Wellgreen was last seen at her home in Bayes' Shore in New Ash Green. St Peter and St Paul Church in Ash have opened their doors today for anyone to go along and show their support to her family. Sarah's former partner, 39-year-old Ben Lacomba, is currently on trial, accused of her murder. A teenager suspected of drug dealing in Gravesend is due in court. A 14-year-old from Erith was stopped by police in an alleyway in Northfleet on Monday afternoon. Officers seized around 120 wraps of what's thought to be cocaine and heroin, along with cash and a phone. Now, various landmarks across Kent will be turning pink and blue tonight to mark the start of Baby Loss Awareness Week. The clock towers in Gravesend and Herne Bay will be lit up along with Whitstable Castle. An international wave 
wave of light will also take place next Tuesday night, where people are encouraged to light candles in memory of babies that have been lost. And Ken's Will Bailey is going to be doing a foxtrot on Strictly this weekend. The Paralympian will be dancing to Senorita by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello with partner Jeanette. They scored 23 for their Paso on Movie Week last Saturday. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham are out of the EFL trophy, still with a group game to play. They were beaten 4-0 away to Ipswich Town last night after losing their opening group match to Colchester. Gillingham assistant manager is Paul Rayner. Obviously, you don't, uh, you don't enjoy getting beat 4-0 away from home. Um, disappointed in, in a lot of the aspects of the game, but I think you could see by... Uh, by the team selection that uh, we prioritised uh, the game at Portsmouth on Saturday and, uh, and unfortunately that uh, Ipswich's uh, fringe players were slightly better than ours on the night and, and, and they should be, they should be, obviously they've got a, a lot stronger squad, uh, more depth in their squad, a lot more quality in their squad but uh, still disappointed that we didn't acquit ourselves uh, better tonight. We don't want to be you know, overcritical, the guys gave everything but uh, you have to sometimes give credit to the opposition in it, which played some lovely stuff. I thought the goals were a little bit soft, you know, that the quality of the goals we conceded wasn't great and uh, you know, we have to do better with that. And You're 2-0 down early doors away from home in a game like that, they're full of uh, confidence then, it was always going to be difficult. The competition might have its detractors but for the young lads it's great isn't it to get that experience, is that the way you feel? Absolutely, for them to come and you know, play at Portman Road against good players, it'll be a massive learning experience for them. As I say, it'll be a tough one to take, you know, in terms of uh, you know, the goals we conceded, but they have to take it on the chin and they have to learn from it and come back stronger. And I'm sure, you know, you know, Joe Walsh is a big character, you know, he's a good character. So's Jack Tucker, you know, he's a fighter. Henry Woods, you know, you can see the character in training every day. And that's why we've gave, you know, given these guys an opportunity. You know, they've, they've come to the fore in, in terms of the younger ones. And as I say, they deserved an opportunity to get out on that pitch today. And, and they did okay. They did okay and they'll learn from it. I think there's about 5,000 people here today. So that, that whet your appetite for that Boxing Day clash is going to be some. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. You know, you, you can see Ipswich being up, you know, up near the top of the table, probably a full house here. But it's great. It's, it's, it's the League One games you want to play in. It's, it's fantastic. And you know, we'll relish that, but there's a long way to go until Boxing Day. So. <laughs> <laughs> it means they can't progress to the next stage of the competition, but still have to play Tottenham's under-21s next month. Well, that's it for now. But for more news throughout the day and overnight, just head to kentonline.com. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.